Superpowers on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that lifts the voice of love from orgasms to superpowers and everything in between. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Sex, Love, and Superpowers podcast show. I am your host, Tatiana Berenday, and I'm so, so excited to have with me today my dear friend, Miss Jennifer Cormier. We are going to be talking about how your wedding ceremony matters. This is a very important topic, very close to my heart. So I'm very happy to have Jen on to discuss it today. Let me tell you a little bit about her before we dive into this juicy topic. Reverend Jen Cormier is a ceremonial artist and ordained interfaith minister who offers support through life transitions, grief, and celebrations. Jen is committed to assisting engaged couples create out-of-the-box wedding ceremonies that are inclusive, heartfelt, and seriously funny. Jen enjoys co-creating highly custom, soulful wedding ceremonies for intellectual and creative couples. She brings years of practice in the visual, performing, and somatic healing arts, as well as two decades of study with a tapestry of spiritual teachers. This foundation allows her to skillfully weave the depth of ceremony with the lightness of beauty and joy. Coined a marriage midwife by one of her clients, Jen walks with couples over the six to 12 months leading up to their wedding, offering them a calm presence and deep support. She continues to hold space as needed post-wedding day and remains available for support through births, anniversaries, and all of life's other milestones, losses, and thresholds to come. Welcome to the show, Jen. Oh, thank you so much, Tatiana. I'm so honored to be here. Yeah, I'm excited you're finally here. So (laughs) before we dive in, will you tell our listeners what your superpowers are? What my superpowers are? Um, You know, I spent a lot of time uh, luxuriating in bed this morning. I just got back to Connecticut where it's cold and icy and snowy (laughs) for the holidays. and. I, my superpower, my first one I want to say is sleeping, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an, I'm an excellent sleeper. And I feel like that is very, very counterculture to say. (laughs) Because I grew up in, you know, puritanical New England, you know, Mm -hmm. where it's like, you got to get it done, you know, Mm -hmm. I would, I you're burning daylight. Get up. Yeah, totally. It's like early bird catches the worm. Mm-hmm. And um, I went to, to I went to college in the South. I lived in Charleston, South Carolina for seven years. And I lived in Oregon. And whenever I'd come home for family gatherings, the family would say, I'd get, my aunts and uncles would ask me two questions. It was, so how you doing? And it was like directly followed by, you keeping busy? <laughs> you know, it was like, you didn't even have time to answer how you were doing. And it was, mm-hmm. are you keeping busy? And the correct answer is yes. You know, you're, right. you got to keep, keep busy. So um, counter to that, I've always been a sleeper. And um, my mom actually had to pull me out of early morning kindergarten to put me in afternoon kindergarten because she couldn't get me there to school. <laughs> she couldn't get me out of bed. Um, so I've always needed, you know, a full eight, eight and a half hours of sleep. And I really love those last dream cycles. Um, I was going to say, knowing you, like, you're not just a sleeper, you're a dreamer. I'm a dreamer. Yeah. That's so, so it's my superpower is sleep because of the dreaming. So yeah. it's a dreaming superpower. Um, and I've been, you know, dream journaling for years and years and years. I've worked with two Jungian analysts, um, you know, one-on-one therapeutic practice. Um, and I, I love dreaming. So that's, um, 
that's a superpower that I have is, is existing in the dream world. And, um, I think there's some bear medicine there, you know, hibernation. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I was thinking about what's another superpower. And I think it's, um, the capacity to see the connection from, um, from above sort of, um, understanding the web of things and how things connect. Um, so yeah, understanding connections where others might not see how, how two things relate and connect, Mm. um, is a superpower that I have. Um, and and I, and I want to say breathing. I'm going to keep it really basic. Sleeping, breathing. <laughs> <laughs> All the basic, <laughs> the basic human, human things that we do. But, um, you know, breath has been a real integral part of all my work that I've done over the years. Um, therapeutic Pilates and massage. And now with, um, you know, the dream dancing I'm doing, any movement practice is always really... Um, coming from an authentic place if it comes from a place of, of breathing first. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, those are a couple of things I've got for you. Awesome. Yeah. I'm tempted to throw Jania in the mix. Just oh, you want to throw Jania? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know, um, my son is, is four and he says that he's funny because dad put a little funny in him. And I've had friends say, oh, you know what? Your mom put a little funny in there too. And uh, you're referring to Zhenia, my alter, my Russian alter ego, right? <laughs> I think she deserves mention. Okay. So, you know, I, maybe I have dream. One of your listeners, she likes this Zhenia on your podcast. Maybe I do wedding. Okay. The wedding is... A wedding, you hire Reverend Zhenia. She comes to your... Ceremony, she does ceremony in, as a Russian lady. It's very good. And we could do like a birch stick massage. We do like traditional Russian things for your wedding, you know. I, I deeply apologize for any Russian <laughs> that we have out there. Really sorry. My Russian friends, I think, would all be okay, okay with that. But yeah. I, 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 do have a, I do have a Russian sister and I've been to Russia and have a lot of Russians that I love. So hopefully they won't be offended by yeah. that. I, I like it's my, it's my traditional blood lineage from Russia, so I like that. Um, okay, that. we're getting we're getting off track here. It's getting um, serious here. <laughs> so okay, we're here talking so, about wedding ceremonies and why they are important. And I think that this is a really crucial topic because so for for our listeners, I don't know if you heard the episode that I did a little while back with attorney Mari Frank about your conscious divorce. But something that we introduced in that conversation was how really I think part of why we see so much divorce, especially in the U.S., is because we don't have consciousness going into our wedding ceremonies, right? The wedding is about the dress, about the shoes, about the bridesmaids' dresses, about the flowers, about the cake. But what are you actually doing when you come together and join your life with another person, like most people in commodified wedding culture 
are spending, you know, 15 minutes on the actual joining together of two souls for the rest of your life, essentially. Like maybe, and this is why I wanted to have Jen on, like maybe let's talk about why spending a little bit more time on that would be a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I was just flipping through some wedding magazines, um, you know, The Knot, and there's a Domino has a weddings magazine now. And, you know, they're looking at different real couples and they go through, you know, the photography, the colors, the, you know, the gifts and all the different things. And um, in The Knot magazine, out of, I think it was 10, uh, it was the California Knot magazine, it was 10 different real weddings. and um, it's just interesting to see, um, how much energy goes into all of these bits of the party. Right. And, um, and then the trend that's, that's been happening lately is that, um, folks are just having a, you know, an uncle or a friend marry them and they're not really putting much thought or time, or money, or energy into the actual ceremony. I was just reading um, uh, one of the magazines here, and it was like, oh, the ceremony was short and sweet, held under a minimalist arch, and, um, you know, they quote the couple, we completely forgot to write our vows until the morning of a rehearsal, and we were so stressed out about it. <laughs> it's like, yeah. like, oops, yeah, you know. Folks, folks, we need to talk about this. This is a yeah. problem. If, you're, yeah. if the vows are the last thing that you're focusing on, why are you getting married? Like, this is a really important question. Um, we do have to go to a quick break. We're going to dive deeper into this question when we get back. Jen, before we go to break, will you tell our listeners where they can go to find out more about you and the amazing work that you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. So my website is www.weddingswithjen, and that's Jen with two Ns, weddingswithjen.com. And you can hop onto the website to find out more about me. And then I also have a free gift for all of your listeners that they can find when they visit the website. That's a quiz. What wedding ceremony type are you? So if you're getting married or you know mm -hmm. someone who's getting married and you want to know what wedding ceremony type are you, you can take my quiz and it's um, been verified. It only takes three minutes by actual brides. So <laughs> you can just very simple, very simple quiz. So, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that sounds like fun. So hop over to weddingswithjen.com. We are talking with Reverend Jen Cormier about your wedding ceremony matters more when we get back. Stay tuned. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. And we want to thank each of you for making Superpower Up the number one podcast network for personal development and spiritual growth. Because people like you have the courage to say that mindfulness, healthy living, disrupting reality, the pursuit of consciousness, responsible entrepreneurship, and radical parenting matter. We now amass over 1 million downloads monthly in more than 90 countries. Our numbers keep growing because there are far more people willing to live divergently than mass media wants to acknowledge. For you, the change makers, the light bearers, the way showers, we say thank you. If you're ready to take the next step in your evolution, go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz. And as Neva Lee Rekla, our youngest podcaster, likes to remind us, remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world. Okay, we're back. 
So let's, let's talk about this whole, you know, people not having vows until the last minute. I will, and, and to be fair, I, I was harsh right before we went to break. We had an experience at our wedding, like weddings are stressful. They say, if you can get through the wedding, you know, you, chances are you're going to have a successful marriage because there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot that goes, uh, that happens and comes up in family and the whole thing, you know, and Daniel and I definitely had an experience of him losing our vows in his back pocket right before. And so we had to rewrite them and we were an hour late to our own wedding because <laughs> they were, they were in his back pocket the whole time. Um, you know, so like shit happens and I'm not, I don't, I don't mean to sound incredibly overly harsh or critical of, of someone who's forgetting to write their wedding vows. Right. However, we had written them before and we had spent a tremendous amount of time crafting the intention around the ceremony. And most of our focus going into getting married was why are we choosing to do this and what elements are we calling in to support us and who are we wanting to be there to witness this? Because we know that this you know, we're going to struggle down the line. And so being witnessed is important. Um, so I don't want to get off on too much of a tangent, but I would love to maybe hear your explanation of a, why you see the importance and the value of that and be sort of like how you walk your clients through that process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, Clients are, are finding me because they know just you, you spoke of that importance of, hey, we, we, we want to put our intention into our wedding. We want it to be special. Um, we know this is a big step in our lives and marriage is, is, a, is a really big deal, right? So we, we want to put that energy into this. And, and, and folks now, there's only, I think... Um, 19% of couples are getting married in a house of worship. So they're moving from getting married inside churches to um, doing it in a really unique and different way. And couples do that, you know, that, that can, can range from, um, you know, obviously going to a courthouse or uh, eloping and, uh, tropical vacation, right? But the the couples that are finding me are really the ones that want to include their families. They want to include their community in their wedding and and to have them be part of the ceremony. So when I when I walk couples through the process uh, of working with me, usually they'll find me um, some months before the wedding you know, six months, a year before the wedding. And I'll sit down with them and really talk to them about what is valuable um, in their lives. What do they value? What's their spiritual practice? What's their tradition? Um, what do they have in common? And what's different? And how do they want to, how do they want to step into this marriage? And how can we, we reflect that in the ceremony? So, um, and I, you know, the, the pinnacle of the wedding ceremony really is, is the vows, right? It's, I'm not saying when, when I marry someone by the power vested in me, right? It's not, there's no power in me. It's the power of, of their love and the power of the words that they're speaking. That's 
what makes the marriage is, is their word. So, um, so part of the walk that we do is, is thinking about the vows and how, you know, how do you want to write the vows? Do you want to do them as those surprise, you know, the one partner writes their vows, the other partner writes their vows and you don't know what those vows are until the day of the wedding or, you know, you're entering this union together. Do you want to write them as, as we, we vow to do this, we vow to do that. So I've had couples that say, you know, we're Buddhist and we're coming together for, for the greatest good of the world. And we, we want our community to know that. And we want to know that ourselves. So we're going to write 10 vows that, that speak our commitment to the world. That's why we're getting together. And, and that was really different and beautiful and powerful. Um, and they spoke them back and forth. We vow to do this. And then we vow to do that. Um, and their, their community spoke to how, how different that was and how powerful that was. Um, well, I think it's a testament to, I think we're seeing an evolution of marriage because yeah. I mean, in its inception, right? Marriage was really about a transfer of property, right? When yep. were the men's property and it was about negotiation and land and, and dowries and the whole bit, right? And obviously most people nowadays, um, especially in the United States, in our culture, that's not how we're viewing marriage. That's not why we're getting married. We're getting married because we found someone that we want to commit our lives to growing with, growing beside. We'll, um, we want to have children with them. We want to create a container for for those children to be raised in a healthy and safe environment. You know, there's lots of reasons that are very different than transfer property, why people are getting married today. And I think in what you were just speaking so beautifully to about this Buddhist couple is, I mean, I really see the container of marriage and that commitment as being it has the potential to be one of the most amazing vehicles for spiritual growth and transformation. Mm-hmm. When we acknowledge that the work that we're doing within that container is much larger than just ourselves and that yeah. we are transmuting karma for our family lines. We are having an impact in our communities um, in, in how we come together. I think that really does speak to like the highest evolution of what's possible with these, with this container, with this this sacred vehicle of marriage, but we have to come to it that way. And sometimes we need help and we need support in being able to do that because that's hard. Right, right. right. I know. Um, you know, when when Daniel and I got married, we actually had two ceremonies because. <laughs> Because we don't like to do anything small, <laughs> so we had we had a, a ceremony that was everyone who was present at the ceremony. I think there were like twenty people there um, were a, an active participant in the ceremony, and there were no quote unquote onlookers. Like everyone was in the circle, had a role, had a had a had something to do as part of the ceremony, and then we had what I liked to call the performance wedding, and that's when we lost the vows, and the whole thing was for the performance. <laughs> and actually, and that's the one we have like the the video of, right? And you can even see like, poor Daniel, he's so sweet. He's like face me, and I'm like I'm like I'm performing. I'm facing out to the whole congregation. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> in my mind, it was like, we already did this real spiritual work. <laughs> we did that two days ago. This is just, no. Um, Smile for the camera. That's what we're doing for this one. Right, right, right. right. Exactly. Um, and I will say to, to any of our listeners out there who are, who are you know, contemplating marriage or, or, or getting ready for that, the, the care and the intention that we put into that ceremony has served so tremendously over the years. We've been married for mm-hmm. 10 years now. And there have been many times during that 10 years when I was like, I want to quit. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm out. You know, and it and it's it's being able to go back to some of those moments, and especially you know for me, because my father is no longer alive, my brother is no longer alive, and they were present and they were active participants in that ceremony, and there were things that each one of them said and did that I remember and that I am holding on to as a a staff that grounds me over the years moving moving through the some sometimes tumultuous journey of marriage Mm -hmm. that commitment that I can resource I can go back to those moments I can remember the words that were spoken and the presence that was held by these two very important people in my life who are no longer alive um, and and remember their support of this union and and what it meant to them and what it meant to me to have them witness it. And I will tell you, I mean, there's there there are very few things that can replace that. Yeah. So when we say like your wedding ceremony matters, we're not this is not just giving lip service to something. This is legit. Like your wedding ceremony matters. Matters. Right. 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 I, I remember the first time that I really got that was I have two two friends that um, I was, I was a bridesmaid in their wedding. Uh, it was maybe 12 or 13 years ago. And they consciously created every aspect of their wedding together. And, you know, this was not like, oh, my mom is going to take care of whatever. It's no, this is where we're, this is the first big event that we're planning as husband and wife. And from you know what are we serving liquor and what kind and is it an open bar and how are we negotiating your family's needs and my family's needs and this is the first time that you know this is the only time probably my grandmother is going to get to be with and meet your great aunt mm-hmm. they're never going to be together again like this mm-hmm. is the joining of our families because after this we'll go to we'll go to upstate new york for christmas and then we'll go to you know we'll go right. to Connecticut for New Year's and, you know, we'll go back and forth between our families, but we're really unifying our family and they really made their intention to be about, this is a community family unification and they built everything around that, um, all their decisions. And, and I think there's so much power in deciding as a couple, what is this wedding about? You know, what is it about? Um, and there's no, there's no right or wrong answer, but I think there's so much potential for depth that that we're not seeing in the mainstream culture is not showing us that potential. It's Absolutely. showing us the, the vast, you know, display, the, the, the color palette of, you know, holographic details and you can do hanging florals and unexpected neon lights and celestial bold colors, minimalist stationary, you know, like there's that that we get distracted with. It's like social media, you know, you get a 
bing, bing, bing. Right. How, how <laughs> you know? Instagrammable is your wedding going it's, to be? Exactly. And it's, yeah. you know, and your, your wedding can also be Instagrammable <laughs> and deep, <laughs> you know, it could be deep and Instagrammable. Right? right. But I think we, you know, I think about the days that I'm really productive and I do deep work in my business versus the days where I get distracted and I'm like, pulling up my email and pulling up my Instagram and looking at the Facebook groups and checking out the marketplace. You know, I feel like, you know, you can put the same amount of time and energy and money into a wedding and you can go really deep with it or you can get distracted by all the shiny things. Yeah. Well, that's like, you know, we talk about this a lot at SPE is the the inside out game, right? Where, what's the origin point for this decision? And I think that's a really important question to ask yourself if you are getting ready to marry somebody, right? Why? What is the origin point of that decision for you? Is it because your mom's been pressing you for grandkids and because you just think that that's the right thing to do because everyone else around you is getting married and you're feeling left out and so like, okay, I guess we should. That is not, that's going to lead to divorce. Right, the chances of that leading to divorce are pretty freaking high. Right, right. Or is it because you have a deep love inside your heart for this person, and you want to claim a unification with that person, and you want to claim a path together that is not always going to be shiny and roses and Instagrammable. Right, there's going to be dirty dishes and dirty diapers and fights and things that are hard. Um, and yet you know that this person is someone you want beside you in that sometimes very tumultuous, sometimes very beautiful and orgasmically amazing journey that we call life. Mm-hmm. And that to me is that it's, that's the inside out decision. And if, if B is, is your truth, then how can you craft your day around that truth? Yeah. How can you craft this day that you're never going to have again? You only get to do this once. Although we did, we had like a 10 year, you know, thing, but it wasn't, there was no one, there wasn't a big thing. It wasn't a big party. Um, and, and what Jen was speaking to is absolutely right. Like your, your families get to come together and your friends. That was one thing that Daniel and I, we didn't even think about. We were like, oh my God, right. Like, of course our friends are going to fall in love with each other. but somehow it never even crossed our minds that we had these disparate friends groups that didn't know each other. Right. That we're all going to come together. And because of the way we did it, because we had two ceremonies and because, you know, we had like people camping out in his parents' backyard because it was <laughs> amazing and let us do that, you know, it was like, yeah. And then we were, you know, camping out at the, at the place. Like we had these incredible experiences and everyone there was like, Oh my God, will you guys get married again next year? Like this was so, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. and, and, but it is, it's, I, I'm sitting here looking at this collage of photos that I made from our, our wedding actually right now, you know, there's, there's a, there's a joy there. It, it only happens once. And so what, what do you want to remember? Do you want to remember that you looked so cute in that dress once? Or do you want to remember like the essence of the spirit of the love that brought you to that decision in the first place? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, on that, on that note, um, 
on that note, um, on the cute dress, like people are spending so much money, you know, on their weddings, so much money, uh, you know, their, their budgets. And, you know, you look in the magazines, it's like, well, here's how you budget, you know, and, and they, they go through, okay, 43% on food, you know, 9% on your music and, you know, like, like breaking it all down for you. Oh, and then make sure you have 5% extra wiggle room, you know, to do this. And, and you and I had this conversation, you know, a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about me coming on your show about, um, gosh, when you really look at it, this is a big moment, right? So, um, you know, some people might say, oh, let's not spend the money on it and let's, let's just go elope. And, and that's a valid choice. But if you are really, okay, let's, this, let's really bring our families together, bring our friends together, let's do something big. When you look at the breakdown of, the, of, of how people are spending their money and their energy, um, as a ceremonial artist, right, I'm asking for, for monetary exchange, right? I'm charging for this. And when people get to officiant, often they don't even have a budget for officiant because because the trend lately is oh we'll just have so have your uncle you know, get ordained online for our uncle get ordained yeah. online for how many dollars and unfortunately I'm you know I'm paying and I have a beef with the knot I you know I've had a call into them and I'm gonna keep calling them out on this um, you know I'm paying them quite a bit of money to have a to have a storefront page on their website you know it's the knot and wedding wire that's the major SEO, that's where people go to plan their wedding and um, find all their vendors. And time after time, magazine after magazine, they'll go through these real weddings and, you know, they'll list event planning is this person, the location, the photography, the videography, um, you know, the, the catering, the cake, the ice cream, the rentals, the hair and makeup, the photo booth, they go through every, every vendor that possibly could be involved, the wedding rings, and then the officiant. And nine out of 10 times, they have the officiant and it's somebody's name. And then in parentheses, it says, groom's aunt, friend of the bride. And you know, the, the last magazine I flipped through, it was only one real wedding that had you know, J and, J and H or whatever officiants. So, and, and articles too, when you look at, well, how to cut costs or how to budget your wedding, they'll say, oh, you know, you can just just get a JP or just get a, uh, get your family member to go online and, you know, they can marry you. And I have a real beef with that because people are, that's the trend. That's what's trending. People are doing that. And I think it's a beautiful and valid thing if really your aunt is the person to marry you. Right. And I think that that right. can be the case. Like, you know what? Aunt Sue is the perfect person to marry us. She knows us so well. We love her so much. She's got such a, a vast spiritual essence and she's a poet and she's, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it could be that that's a very valid and perfect choice to have a family member marry you. So I don't want to, you know, poo-poo that at all. And I've heard so many horror stories about about that when, when people are just like, oh, we'll, we'll think about that as the last thing. And then they're rushing to find somebody, you know, their family member says, wow, you know, I thought I had this, but I, 
I don't, you know, it's, it's really too big of a deal for me, you know, three weeks before the wedding, I've heard of that happening. Well, and, and I think also what you're, what you're pointing to is like, when you're budgeting for your wedding, like, what are you cutting out when, when you cut out like the core central person who's going to be officiating your ceremony? Yeah. Like it, it's, it's kind of like saying to the universe, oh, that part doesn't matter as much as my cake does. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah. get your aunt to make the cake. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, get your aunt to make the freaking cake. Get someone who actually knows how to hold space, how to hold a container, how to create something that is meaningful and is going to last and is going to allow you to drop in in a sacred way to what you're doing. Get someone like that to officiate your ceremony and get your aunt to make the cake. Right. Right. Because, because every- at the end of the day, people aren't going to remember the cake. They're going to remember what occurred there. Right. Right. And every single, you know, every single element of a wedding could be done as a gift or free. Right. You know, you, you could yeah, get have a potluck. You know have I mean? a potluck. You know, you don't have to spend 43% of your $40,000 budget on food. If, if it's a potluck, right. Or if it's a, you know, and not everybody wants, you know, you can decide, right. Where you want to put your, your money and your energy, but every single element, I have friends that made their own wedding rings, you know? Um, so it's just, it's, it's good to just choices. go in there and think about, wow, there, there mm-hmm. are some choices I can make here. Yeah. And, and like, I get it. I mean, the choices are overwhelming and they're even more overwhelming now than they were when I got married 10 years ago, because social media was not a thing when I got married. And I mean, it was a thing, but it not like it is now, you know, right. I don't think Instagram even existed 10 years ago. And so it's, you know, like things have definitely changed. But I really, if, if we walk away, if our listeners walk away with nothing else from this conversation, it is to really, really ask yourself, why are you doing this? What is the most important part about coming together with this other person for you? And put your money there, right? right? Because actions speak far louder than words. And what you're going to remember and the energy that is going to ripple out from it and what's going to last is is where you put your focus on that day. Right. And, you know, I, and I think that we could speak a moment to that. You know, you, you threw in someone that can hold a container, you know, for the sacred space. And I think many of your listeners will know what you're talking about because you have a particular... And some might have no clue. So and some might have yeah. no clue. What the, what the heck does she talk about? Hold a container, right? Um, so in, in a very simple sense, you can think about um, like on a really base level, public speaking, for example, right? Holding the container of, you know, a teacher at the front of, of, of a room full of children or a, um, a public speaker, you know, in a TED talk. Or something, right? It's holding holding the energy beyond yourself to to create um, to create a space where everyone can be one, right? And that's that's simply on the on the speaking level. And I think that that's where what a lot of people think of when they think of wedding officiant. They're thinking like a public speaker, right? Um, I'm going to hire um, someone to come and read. The ceremony, and that's usually what they're hiring. They're hiring um, 
someone to just show up that day. And they're hiring for right. So why would that I spend hour money on that? Why would I spend right? You know, off a paper. You can spend three seventy five or five fifty or whatever, and you you hire someone, and they they have to block that day. You know, in twenty twenty, <laughs> they can't go on vacation. They you know, they can't do something that weekend. They've got to show up at four o'clock. You know, at the at the vineyard for your wedding. So you're paying them for that, and you're paying them, you know, to, to for their experience and to add your vows in and your names and to hold a presence and to to read that ceremony. Their their most officiants are readers, right? And they they hold right. that space um, like a public speaker does, and that's really important. And um, for some people, that's all they feel like they need. You know, we'll just get a justice of the peace, and they'll they'll read the ceremony. Um, and that's what we want. And then when we talk kind of on the next level about a spiritual container, it's about, you know, what else are you calling in? You know, is it just about the couple? Is it about the couple and the family and the community? Are you, are you honoring the ancestors of the land there, the ancestors of both partners' families? You know, is, is there a larger spiritual container um, that you're holding? And, and, and can you can you call that in? Right. And that takes, that takes skill and that takes presence and that takes practice. And there are people in the world who know how to do that really well. And there are people in the world who would have no clue about the first thing about how to go about doing something like that. And, and I think this is, this is really where I want to honor, you know, your skill and the time and, and study that you've put into things of a spiritual nature and, a, and of, of crafting beauty and the power of beauty to transform and to, and to create um, containers, right? And, and, and how to even have awareness and presence of the fact that there are multiple dimensions coexisting and that, that right. we're, we're going to call that in, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to, presence that and we're going to name that and we're going to make that a part of this ceremony the richness and the depth that's available when you have someone who has that skill who's able to do that is so much greater than than what you can do without that or without i mean and i'm not going to say that you can't do that without that if you are a person who has studied that and has those skills and has the awareness and the understanding of how to do that. Absolutely. You can craft a ceremony for yourselves that, that contain those elements and day of there's a lot that you are going to be thinking about and navigating. I mean, the amount of energy that is going to be running through you, the nervousness, the, all the things that you're trying to coordinate to try to do that on your own is foolish because it's, you're going to get overwhelmed. There's, you know, you are not going to, I don't think we're ever designed to like hold the container of the ceremonial containers for ourselves. Right. Right. I mean, I'm thinking about this as I'm, as I'm getting ready. Like I kind of want to have another blessing way for this baby, but I'm like, well, I don't want to facilitate my own blessing way, you know, like that's, <laughs> that, that's not, that's not going to work. I can't be held. I can't allow myself to drop in. I can't allow myself to be cared for if I'm trying to hold it all. Right. And so having someone like Jen, like there, you know, there are people who do this work 
who have studied and who have a greater understanding and a capacity to hold space for the beauty that you're creating on that day that that is remarkable and that is valuable and worth putting your money towards right right, <clears throat> right. and you speak to you know what is it what is it that you want to carry with you about this day that's going to be you know, you spoke so beautifully about that staff that grounded you, you know, because you had so much inclusivity in your ceremony with Daniel, with your father and your brother who are no longer living. And you can go back to that time and really ground yourself in your relationship with them and the sacredness of the moment. And, um, and you're going to carry that with you for the rest of your life. And, when couples say, oh my God, that ceremony was so beautiful and powerful. I'm going to carry that with me for the rest of my life. And it inspires their friends. It inspires their family members. So again, in that evolution of what is a wedding, right? When you really dive into making it unique and authentic, not just in the, in the tchotchkes, right? Not just in the flashy things, but in the, in the depth of the ceremony, that's moving into that we evolution right? That you're not just doing it for the two of you. You realize, and it might be later, you realize, oh my gosh, that we just did a service to all of our friends. You know, they're yeah. coming up to us and saying, wow, you inspired me in the kind of love I want to find in my life and in how I want to stand up in my own relationship. Yeah. Right. So, so then all of your guests walk away inspired. And totally. what, a, what a gift of service you just did for all of those people that were present for you. And then they received that blessing. Yeah. I mean, we, did, we, had, we had a number of friends who went off and then did weddings better than we did. It, you know, <laughs> Cause they were, because they were inspired and they, and it, it was, it was like that for them. And actually the, we had two friends who, who married us because we wanted uh, someone representing the masculine and someone representing the feminine. But, um, our friend Nathaniel, who was holding the masculine, went on to become a minister. Yeah. Um, and he now has his own congregation up in Walla Walla, Washington, you know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, like he, you know, it and and so so don't underestimate, like Jen is saying, the power of what's possible when we commit our union to something larger than just ourselves. And we did. I mean, we had that intention, we had that written into our vows, the understanding that that our marriage was a vehicle for us to grow. It wasn't just, you know, I do and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not just a transfer of property. <laughs> right, right, right. And it, it goes to show how far, how far we've evolved, right, as, as humans mm-hmm. from a transfer of property to, wow, we're really committing to the greater good of all beings. Yeah. 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 And yeah, I, 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 one thing that came up for me when you were just speaking about that, the, the energy of the wedding itself and the nervousness and, you know, even if you're capable, you and your partner to create something beautiful, right? You need someone to yeah. hold the space. Not, right? You don't have your head on right. straight that day. And you can't sign your own license either. You know, someone's, yeah. you know, I guess the only real essential person at a wedding is someone that, you know, can sign the thing. Right. But, um, but that's the least, you know, have, I'll have couples reach out to me through wedding wire or the knot and they'll say, you know, you know, are you available for our date? You know, this is, and Oh, you know, can you send us a quote for your pricing? Um, but also just, you know, note that we don't, we, we already got our, 
you know, for the military or for whatever reason, we're already married. So you don't need to sign, you don't need to sign our license. So kind of like, is it going to be cheaper? Cause you don't need to, sign, you don't need to sign, sign your signature. It's kind of like, well, that's the, that's the least of it, you know, the actual signing of the, the marriage license. But, um, but really there's just so much energy around that day and that moment. And there is so much nervousness, nervous tension. And folks will say, oh my gosh, it was just like a whirlwind, <laughs> you know? And yeah. So totally. what I'm, what I'm doing now with couples um, this past year is I've been offering to couples, if, if you'd like me to, to come to your ceremony, I'll get there early and I'll sit with each partner. So I'll come and sit with, um, the, so I've done this with a couple of grooms. Actually, yeah, I've done this with a couple of grooms that have wanted um, a centering before their, before their ceremony. So I, I met one groom by a fountain and his practice was, you know, kundalini yoga. And we did, uh, we did a whole chanting practice, you know, not long, 10 minutes um, to ground and center him. And then with um, his wife, I met with her and her, her mother and her bridal party. And we did a meditation and a song and a, a breathing right before she walked down the aisle. And couples are saying, oh my God, that made such a difference. Huge, right? Such a difference because it wasn't just, I mean, you see, it's like, okay, we're back here. We've got the photographer. They're doing the video, you know, the gifts. We've got this. We're in the cigar room. Now we're at the bar and, you know, the hair and nail and makeup start at 6 a.m. Or it's just, there's just such a rolling energy build up to yeah, this Yeah, and moment. not to mention the energy of all the people then come Of all the people. Like, oh my God, someone's up here. And the, yeah. All, all the elements and the, okay, the wedding planner, you got the, the flowers, the chair, what, you know, what went wrong today? <laughs> it's like all of that. Mm-hmm. And then it's to, okay, pause. Let's just be here now. Remember what we're doing. Remember what we're doing. Yeah. Feel your body arrive fully. And then to be able to do that before you walk down the aisle. And then, and then I write that into every ceremony, a presencing. And for some couples that might be, you know, we just lost one of our best friends in an accident and we want to have, we want to honor him and put his photo up and mm-hmm. have a moment of silence for him. Or we want to do a meditation or we want to do a song to, to have a moment of presence. So the whole, the whole room can settle. And, and arrive and, and really drink in what's happening is so important. Yeah. And it's a, you know, like you mentioned earlier, like it's, it's a gift that you're giving to everyone who's there. You know, we, we, they talk about like, oh, like leaving a little something at the plate that everyone can take home with them or like, you know, it's like what really are people going to be taking home with them? is is the depth of the experience and so you really want to throw a party for your guests you really want to give them something give them a depth of experience that they will never forget and that could potentially change them for the rest of their lives that's what's possible here Mm -hmm. that's what's possible here so um i want to thank you so much for taking the time to come and be on the show and talk about this jen i think this is really important obviously i have a lot of feelings around it and i'm like super super passionate about it um because i just it does it i think it matters so much and i think yeah. you know like we have 
over 50% divorce rate in our country right now. And I think we need to go to look at the source and look at why, you know, yeah. what's the origin of divorce marriage, right? Right. right. So, so if you're, if you're going to get married, like do it well, yeah, do it mindfully, do it yeah. on purpose, make it matter. Thank you so much. You're the perfect, perfect person to, to have this conversation <laughs> with. <laughs> Thank you so much. I love your passion and what a beautiful life you've created from such a intention filled wedding. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that with, with me and with us. Absolutely. And to our listeners, thank you so much for your presence. Um, we wouldn't be what we are without you. So make sure you tell your friends about us, share any episodes that have been meaningful for you on social media. If this is close to your heart, you know, please share it with your friends and, and your community. You can, you can find us on Facebook at the Superpowers Are Real group. You can go to superpowerexperts.com and, and see all the different fun ways that you can play with us over there. We love you so much, and we would love to be more engaged with you. So reach out, be in touch. Let us know what you're loving, what you're wanting more of. And until next time, go out and love yourself so that you can love the world more deeply. Many blessings. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.